another episode of the anarchist experience episode 359 aka year eight week four uh coming at you a little early this week if you're listening live if you're not listening live hey it shows up in your podcatcher same as always uh as always i'm your host mr richie rich along with mc and like i said we do this show live a little early today because other events are going to preclude me from recording at our normal time um so if you want to join in on the live show we do it on clubhouse so you can add me at Riches for Rich, R-I-C-H-E-S, the number four, R-I-C-H, or find the club for The Anarchist Experience and jump in there. And then when we do start the live show, usually on time, uh, I'll go ahead and hit the button to ping everyone in the room, and or you'll get the notification that we are indeed going live. Uh, but th- normally, Saturday afternoons, about 4 p.m. Eastern time, whatever that time is for you, uh, a little early this week, um, so don't sweat it so much. What is going on with you this week, MC? Um, well, I, I have an answer to my question about what happens when the government escalates and they start arresting truckers. Yep. So hey. what is the answer? Well, the, the last video I just saw was uh, uh, they're backing down, the truckers, or some of them. They're, they're saying, if you want to you know, not get arrested, go ahead and move your truck and we'll regroup and then figure out what to do next. And Well, and that seems pretty standard, pretty typical. Um, it's, it's hard for me to disagree with what they're doing, like as far as motives are concerned, because, hey, the government shows up with tanks and guns and declares a state of emergency, and, you know, you're, you're a trucker with a livelihood. And all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. like, I didn't sign up for this. Now, it would have been nice if it played out differently, but, I mean, can you blame them? Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not placing blame. I'm just saying, like... Um, I, I was predicting that there was not a plan to escalate and that, that you know, and this, this is what the, the government also uh, is assuming too. Um, I think if, you know, if enough people were dedicated enough, they could maybe do some, some more. But I'm not going to suggest what because uh, that's when stuff gets really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you did call this uh, several weeks ago when comparing it to Occupy Wall Street, which was um, it fades out, it fades away, and everything goes back to normal. Um, they, can, they can go, but have they said anything, have the truckers said or done anything to indicate that they are going to go back on the road and continue their jobs? Because uh, a strike that wide still serves a purpose, if not you know, the honking outside the capital in Canada. Sure. And that goes back to my point about protests in general. It's like the, um, the, the BLM, uh, protest. Uh, What was the main thing they were trying to accomplish? I think it was just publicity and in similar way, that's what the truckers are accomplishing is being heard. Right now, maybe Trudeau isn't listening to them. Oh, not Um, at all. (laughs) he he, he doesn't listen to nazis so (laughs) um except for the little voice in his head fucking (laughs) he he probably is but um yeah he that's that's his go-to is if i if i don't like you you're a nazi and that's that's kind of leftist you know craziness that, that has been going on for many years now sure um but but he's going with it he's running with it you know so and and he's the president or something of Canada. <laughs> Prime Minister? Is Prime Minister, yeah. Okay, all right. I forget yeah. the whole thing. They, like, they're still French citizens or something like that, or under <laughs> under that nation, so they're not, they're not, like, really a country, which is why they have the... I forget. Aren't they I under f- the... Aren't they part of the Queensland, the uh, Great Britain? Or? Okay, fine, whatever. It's one of those. Okay. But there's also... Yeah, one of those. It's like Quebec is, is also Australia, French Canadians, yeah. Australia, New Zealand... 
Canada. It's okay. all okay. the Queen's land, I, I thought. But anyway, I might be wrong. I don't know. I don't think you are. I just got the country wrong because I was thinking of like Quebec and the French Canadians. Yeah, right there's, there is a lot of French Canadians. French is like, they're like second language. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> anyway, uh, so what to do about it? Uh, that, that's what they're doing is regrouping and they're going to figure out what to do next. Um, there, there's a whole bunch of memes on, on the internet about uh, people in the U.S. trying to figure out how do we send them guns? <laughs> you know? That's always the thing. So, just yeah, that's what you need. It, but you got you can have all the guns you want. It's the it's the mindset and the mentality and the willingness to use them in defense. And I want to say, unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of people within many of the communities, including the gun community, right? He goes like, "Nah, man, you don't want to do that, right? We want to defend sure. our rights to keep and bear arms, but we don't want to." defend it with the arms that we want to keep that's, <laughs> that's off the table yeah we will continue to vote and to protest until we can no longer vote and protest no more and then we will just turn in our guns and turn into north korea right right and that could happen um well it's happened in other places it's happened in australia you know, just eventually they just oh oh you you want our guns oh okay i guess I guess that's yeah. the law. <laughs> you know? Right. And that, again, that's the problem I have with, you know, the, 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 uh, the law abiding citizen mentality mm-hmm. and mantras. Like, okay, what are you going to do if they, if they make, if they put it against the law, right? If gun owners are law abiding citizens and all of a sudden it's against the law to have what you want, right? Then what do you do? Um, I still, I still pay attention to some of the, like the news in the gun community. And one of the big ones, uh, big, Big-ish, like, news um, within that community right now is the ATF or the AFT, whatever, if you want to joke about it, attack on the forced reset triggers. Have you seen these things by any chance? Is that in your wheelhouse? Okay. It's a it's a AR-style trigger that uh, allows you to fire in semi-automatic mode pretty darn close to full-auto speeds. Oh, okay. Yeah, the the speed of firing doesn't really matter to me as much. Um, I've always been a fan of accuracy. Okay. Either way, the way this trigger is designed is it forces your finger forward, and then you pull the trigger again to fire the second shot. And it just does it very quickly. Um, there's a video on their website that shows like how it's how it's you know how it works. Um, but the ATF goes, nope, fucking machine gun. And so that's the legal battle right now. And there was another company, part of, you know, a, a different company that saw this uh, forced reset trigger and went, you know what? That's pretty cool. We're going to make a knockoff version of that. And so they did and called it the wide open trigger. And then even more recently, like I think within this week or the last couple of days, uh, guess what happens? Hmm. 3D printed versions. Of this thing. Oh, fantastic. So, so now it's unstoppable. Uh, but the forced reset tr- trigger people are cease and desisting the 3D printer people uh, while at the same time trying to fend off the a- ATF um, from, con- you know, from from getting all their customer data and whatever and calling it a machine gun and cease and desisting them. Um, and it's turned into like, if you own one of these things, get ready for that knock on the door and make sure your dog's put away type of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I signed up for the email newsletter, so every couple of weeks I get a, an email that goes like, hey, we got more in stock, only 250. Order yours today. Um, and it, it, they're, they're prohibitively expensive for me right now, so, I haven't, I, and so I'm not going to get one. But either way, um, it's just one of those things where, okay, so as a gun owner, like, what do you do, right? You know this is a legal device. It, does, it complies, but as soon as the ATF goes like, nope, machine gun, uh, turn it in, destroy it, hide it, wait for that knock on the door, fight back is now the time. Probably not for most people. And so it just, it's, it'll be one more infringement, whether, whether or not you're in favor of the device, you know, you, you said you prefer like accuracy, uh, over speed uh, should matter, right? It's free country, second amendment. I do what I want. I buy what I want. I have what I want. And that's the way it should be. 
But even those people, right, the law-abiding, the law-abiding gun community, right, well, now's not the time to fight back. Well, when will you know, right? When, when will <laughs> you know that it has gone too far before the scales tip in that direction where you don't get it back? How many more election cycles? That's always my question. What else must we do? What else? What yeah, else? I mean, that's, must that's always been the, the standard tactic is take, take what, you know, the politicians take what they can when they can, and they just keep taking more. And that's the thing, but they will always take more. And even, you know, like the, the libertarians holding the line, uh, especially here um, in New Hampshire, right? Like, you know, I- incremental liberty or um, incremental uh, removal of liberty, right? They, they're either going to take it away quickly or they're going to take it away slowly. Uh, but either way, they're coming for it. And if you're always in the mentality of, well, we'll just, we'll vote differently next time. We'll fix it next time. Well then, you know, pretty soon that mission creep turns into now it's too late to fight back. Um, and I get it. A lot of people within the firearms, the gun community are like ex military. They've seen war. They've seen death. So like, you don't want that. You know, you don't (laughs) want any part of that. I go, well, yeah, well then in that case, Right. Then just accept all the loss of liberty, accept all the loss of freedom and just, you know, bow down to your government master. Like stay in the military then because you'll be one of them instead of one of us. Mm -hmm. I don't get it. That's one thing that's always puzzled me. My apologies for being late. I forgot about the time. (laughs) Um, One thing about that's always puzzled me about the military Military guys are very patriotic, and they say they value freedom. But by when they sign on the line to join the military, they they sign away their freedom entirely. Their their decision about life and death, and what to do with their own life, and what to do about other people's lives, is handed over entirely to somebody else. And that's uh, um, if they get benefits and and education and college money. It's a trade-off. I mean, if oh. if you can believe love is war, then uh, you know if you if you drink their, their Kool Aid, then you can believe anything. So, um, yeah, most most people in the military don't don't really care what they think. But um, there, there, it is true that a lot of them are pro-gun and and they they think they're pro-liberty um, and they think their government stands for liberty uh, while they're sent. Um, to kill brown people other other countries. Sure. So, but I'm, I'm specifically talking about the ones that are out of the military retired and either within the libertarian community or just within the gun community, right? Going like, well, the patriotic duty is to resist tyranny, you know, foreign and domestic, right? But they will, they will still be within that community and say like, you don't want a gun battle. Right, you don't want it. You know, you, you don't want this to come down to shooting each other. Well, I get it. Like it's a, you know, it shouldn't. That shouldn't be the first option. Um, but at the same time, like that's that's the that's like the sole purpose for having the guns and standing for the Second Amendment is the violent resisting of tyranny. Right. It it has to be on the table. And I hear I I hear it too often, coming off the table, and then my general reaction is, well, you're you're going to get steamrolled by the government then, hmm. because it's on the table for them. And that's you know like we go back to the truckers, right? The truckers not there for violent resistance; they're just there to honk and protest. Well, guess what? They got steamrolled by the government, right? Emergency powers activated. Uh, the, the the Mounties get their powers and they show up, they arrest, they haul away, you know, the government enacts the violence. And as you started off uh, the show MC, right, the truckers are backing down, right? Because they weren't there for a violent protest. That violence was never on the table, which means all the Canadian government had to do and Trudeau had to do was wait it out. And then when it got too bad, crush it because violence was always on the table they just didn't want to play that hand if they didn't have to right go home truckers you don't want any of this 
we're going to come, you know, one, one of my favorite parts about this was like the whole like uh, stealing of the gas cans, not from the police side, but like when they, you know, when they, when they outlawed gas cans on the streets, all hmm. of a sudden the protesters were just carrying around gas cans. I thought that was fucking phenomenal. Right. And then the police were ordered to like return the gas to the truckers. Uh, so they filled the gas cans with water. So all the gas that they returned was unusable. Like, wow. <laughs> Well played on that side too, right? If the, you know if this is if this is a game of you know chess or whatever, you know, g- good move. Um, but that that did not deter the truckers; they still stayed, and then they went fine. You want to stay? You want to keep honking? We've had enough of this state of emergency, and you're crushed. Go home, right? The, you you you've had your chance uh, to have your to, you you've had your chance to have your voices heard, right? You had the chance to state your demands and we're not having it anymore crushed yeah there's there is an article from the guardian that says the next u.s civil war is already here we just refuse to see it and i haven't read it yet but um if if that is the case then um uh, everything's fair now right all's fair in love and war it's (laughs) that's what i've been saying for years (laughs) Uh, you know, and, and, and amazingly enough, right? Like that's the whole boogaloo movement. That's right. You know, for, for those that still don't know, right. The, the, the term boog, uh, is from the, you know, from the breakdancing movie, um, breaking Two, the electric boogaloo. Right. And so they co-opted that and basically said like civil war two electric boogaloo. And that's where the boogaloo, you know, moniker comes from and the boog boys and their aloha shirts you know with whatever uh, but are they you know if if the government comes are they actually going to shoot back are we you know i'm i'm not convinced that they're ready well, for it either and that's the thing i think is different from um, uh, being defensive and being in a civil war um, if if that's the direction it's going then uh, it's not going to be in defense. And I don't know if the Boog Boys are uh, ready for that either, but whatever. Okay. Well, and here's the other here's the other conundrum then for the in-defense thing. And I get it. I would like to be there too. Um, but one of the things that you can expect from the state, like this is the whole liberty, this is the whole, li- uh, I'm going to call it a problem. I don't mean it as a problem the whole problem with like the, the libertarian position of, of, you know, individual defense, right. Is when the cops come to take your guns, they are not going to come alone and you alone are not going to be able to defend yourself against that initial aggression, nor are you going to be able to single out the officer or five who took your guns when you go back to retrieve them, right? They put on the uniform, they're part of the gang, and in my opinion, that makes all uniform wearers like fair game for retrieval and retribution. Because the minute you go like, well, that officer didn't do anything to me, I can only you know, get my, my property back from the, the one that did, is also a concession of defeat. Because you will never be able to do that. It won't happen. He takes it to the station. Sure. He turns it in. You know, goes on to this guy, this guy. You know, uh, evidence locker and so on. You won't get it back. So if you're if you're saying like it can only happen defensively, and in for libertarians, defense is an individual matter, then you've already lost because they're not yeah. playing by those rules. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm not even suggesting fighting the cops. I think the, the cops are. Uh, too low of targets. Fine, but, the military when um, they roll in the tanks, you know. N- yeah, not even that. But um, if we are in a civil war, what what do you think that means? Because it's not libertarians versus the government. Like, <laughs> I don't like the the. I don't think the truckers. I mean, maybe they have some some uh, you know belief in freedom and liberty, liberty but. Um, they probably love their state and they just what what's really funny is what they really want is just 
to get rid of the mandates for the vaccine. That's sure. all they're really fighting for. <laughs> and, the, and the government's like, no, we must be able to put stuff in your body. And it's just, it's just so horrible. And, and uh, it's, it's an easy thing to fix from the government's standpoint. Um, they're just making drama um, where it doesn't need to be. Um, so I guess what my point is, uh, what, I, I, well, I guess I should read this, this article by The Guardian because I don't know what they mean by civil war. Like, who's going to be fighting who? I tell and you what, if you, take, if you want to take over headlines for the day, by all means, like, we can read through it. Go for it. I don't, I don't have it. You didn't post it. I will, I will send it to you, but it's kind of long. So, I mean, we've got time. I will say this. There, were, there was a couple of articles that I started to read from the Center uh, for a Stateless Society, but it was like a multiple-part series. And so it was way too long to read the entire series for this particular for this show, uh, but I would definitely recommend checking it out at some point. Yeah. So, but my, my, my question is, and this is my, we might have to think about and come back next week. But if if there is a civil war, what do what does each side look like? And uh, it, you know, it, I think it would come down more to a left versus right thing more than a government versus libertarian. Okay. I mean, if that's the case where I don't stand on either of those sides, then right. Exactly. It's, so, that's what I'm saying. It's not, re- it's not really our fight. You know, we're not going to get injected just because the government says so regardless of what, what they do. And, and I think in the U S I think the mandates are kind of winding down. Yeah. For the most part, Yeah, very much and so. De- depending on which state you're in, I guess, but not Hawaii. Yeah. You guys are like last. Chaos, did you hear anything, any results from the uh, the, the third jab booster requirement? Uh, no, that nothing, they were- nothing more. They, they were talking about uh, sounding out the general public about the idea of uh, what reaction there would be if they made a booster part of what was considered defined as fully vaccinated. But they never they never came down with that as far as I know. Okay. And I, I think since are wi- things are winding down, I'm guessing they're less inclined to do that. So if it, if it gives you any idea on where I would stand as far as, you know, the libertarians or the anarchists are concerned when it comes down to a left-right civil war, um, during, the, uh, during the Chaz Chop um, police protest, right, the, the defund the police BLM movement protest, um, one of the things that, I suggested at the time was libertarians need to like work in the shadows <laughs> and be, you know, uh, black ops type of operations. Like when the police were facing off with the protesters, fire the first shot and let them do battle on the ground. Right? No, there's no way of knowing how it's going to come out. I mean, no matter which side wins. But both sides are anti-liberty, and so it's yeah. just more enemies, like you know, taken out, <laughs> and less for us to deal with later. No, I think that the the inflamed spirit just engenders more hate and and hostility. The you know that's when you know the, the getting rid of the king of France led to the reign of terror. Let's get rid of everybody. <laughs> just the, the hatred spreads, and the more violence there is, it just breeds more violence. I think. Yeah, but but again, it's it's violence of left versus right, right? Yeah, but there's a lot of collateral damage in between because you know most of the most of the population is independent. You could say they don't care that much about uh, the ideologies of both sides, but they'll yeah. get quite caught in the crossfire. But it's but it's also true that that most people are uh, what do you call them keyboard warriors. So, yeah, they, they they think they care, uh, but when it really comes down to it, they're just everybody's just dumping fuel onto the fire with their keyboards. Um, that's yeah. that's what I'm saying about you know the people the the people in the freedom movement, the people in the uh, firearms community, when it comes to you know taking up arms against the state, like they don't want to because they know they'll lose. And so they either, you know, they either don't want to do it, but that's, again, that's what it's there for, right? 
Like that's, that's why you have the guns to defend against tyranny. If you're not going to use it in that, in, for that purpose, right? Then stop talking about it. But it's got to, in my opinion, it's got to be on the table when dealing with state actors, because just as I said earlier, and, and it's, and still there, there, I, I still see some need for uh, some some leadership, and then whoever that leader is is of course going to be targeted, just like the leaders of the the, the truckers. Um, so, you know, lack lacking some uh, leadership to uh, guide them what to do next, then I don't see uh, any success in that doing that. So, okay then forget it right for now i mean just, until 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 a leader stands up and says you know like i'm 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 on the right side of history and uh you know we have the, the people and the guns and you know now get out of our way type thing ah but they will say <laughs> if you have the people you don't need the guns by that time the tides have turned in your favor and you can just you can well, set the guns aside you, you still need both i would agree but I think I I definitely think when resisting tyranny, the guns are more important than the people. And if and if, and if yes, like who's well, who's the guns on aren't going to shoot themselves. And if you're saying <laughs> who's on whose side, yeah. If you're saying who's on whose side, right? If you're if you're one of those people that would turn your neighbor into the state, right? You were on the wrong side, and I would say fair game. But that's just me. Right, like the the minute they the minute they they say or do something that indicates that they're a threat to life, liberty, or property, right? You you cannot have that. And I mean, they they're constantly a threat to property, understood. And life too. So <laughs> so 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 civil war is the opportunity to like call that herd. Well, right. I, my, my, kind of my point was though that that there's not, mm, mm, yeah, it's it's going to be more left versus right than it is, uh, liberty versus uh, the government. So I get it. And part of and one of the questions was where should liberty people be, and I said antagonizing the left versus the right because it'll thin the herd. <laughs> <laughs> Let's no, not me. I, I'll I'll uh, go up into the mountain and do a hike through uh, IA Loop or something like that when the fighting is going on down below. I don't want to be caught in the crossfire. You you think it's going to be that quick? Like uh, civil war is going to be done by the time you finish a hike? No. Uh, well, I mean that as an allegory. I I'll. Um, I mean, it's like uh, when uh, two friends get into an argument. I don't. Um, I don't try and jump in and provoke them to, to keep on the argument. Uh, well, because they're what, not what friends. Two, what if it's two enemies? <laughs> that's what <laughs> I'm saying. That's what, that's what Rich's point is. They're not yeah, my friends. Well, I think MC enjoys poking those guys and getting them riled up. and you know, it's, <laughs> That's part of the entertainment. For me, I just hate conflict. I just uh, I, yeah. I cringe at conflict. So I, I step back. No, I get it. If, if, there's, a, if there's a bully... Like trying to fight it out with another bully, right? Let him fight. That's that might be two less bullies well, in your life. There, I mean, there there are moments I think in in life when you feel um, moral outrage and you do want to step in. I mean, I, I there, in uh, and and you're willing to take some risks to do that. There was a uh, a guy in my college that was being harassed and bullied by other guys and I, and I stepped into the midst and, and pushed back on his uh, behalf uh, against all of them. I mean, there are moments when you feel just the moral outrage, but, but yeah. I don't know that I would have done that if they all had guns and were ready to shoot. <laughs> sure. I, you know. I mean, but I, but when way, undercover I, cops, you know, arrest undercover cops because one's pretending to be a drug dealer and one's pretending to be like DEA agents, right? I go like, good. Like, hopefully they shoot it out and kill them all. <laughs> I want that. I want my enemies to fight each other. Yeah, I mean, I do take a sort of uh, amused in, in enjoyment of seeing the, the uh, 
the uh, the two Arab groups, uh, you know, kill each other off. In the, I mean, the ones who are suicidal maniacs, uh, the Shia and the Sunni uh, extremists, uh, when they battle each other, it, it sort of relieves me, thinking, ah, oh, they're engendering anger amongst their their ranks, so they're 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 less likely to come after me. <laughs> yeah, Nazis so, should yeah. be fighting communists. Yeah, let them go at it. Yeah, that was probably the saving thing out of World War II that, that Hitler decided to go after the Bolsheviks. Why, why, would you, why would you stop that from happening here then? Or why wouldn't you want to see that here? Well, I mean, I mean that, that's a, a, a good question. Well, yes, but I just don't see it as uh, life and death. I mean, I, I look upon life right now here despite the problems that we complain about and, and so on, as being still extremely minor problems compared to what uh, human beings have gone through in history and what most of people in all around the world are, are going through. I mean, I, don't, I really don't see the issues in the United States as being anywhere near comparable to the issues of most of Africa and most of... Uh, Asia and you know most of the countries of the world. So I mean, I, I yes, it's it's interesting, but it's 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 and it's doesn't seem uh, really at the point. And there are some that would suggest it hasn't gotten to that point precisely because the Second Amendment and the firearms community within the United States, right? Yes, actually, there's a good strong point uh, that it was made that. The fact that the British were required to own uh, pikes and bows and arrows and be practiced and, at uh, self-defense, that their own, the British government was much more cautious um, uh, against a repression of their own people, whereas the, the French could ban the weapons and then felt no fear of them. Yes, I think that there's a good point, that just the mere presence of those things causes tyrants to be more cautious about what they do. And those tyrants, as you know, as we were somewhat discussing when you when you came on, are chipping away at those rights. Right? They they find oh, yeah. something new to ban. Yeah, that's in their interest and their in their DNA to, to try yeah. and try and do that. So at some point, they tip the scales, where just like Australia, you know, living through COVID, they took away the guns. They, they, you know, cracked down on the mandates and there was no way to defend themselves against that repressive government, right? In Canada with the truck protests, as we started the show, they had no desire for a, a physical altercation or a violent protest. And as soon as it got violent, the state wins. So once, once that happens here, you know, be, because for you know for whatever reason, you know, in a, inability or unwillingness to to take up arms in defense of liberty, right? Then you're just then you're just like any other country where the repressive government, with all the violence, with all the guns, runs roughshod, and there's nothing the people can do because they've already passed that breaking point of having the capability, the ability. And the tools to fight back. Yeah. So long term, I want to put some silver lining on this cloud. Uh, um, <laughs> there's some some good the truckers did is uh, they're they're making Trudeau look pretty bad to a lot of people. Um, they're a lot of people now are seeing Trudeau for his uh, you know, true colors. Yeah. Um, Fucking little you know terrorist, saying. little dictator. Exactly. And so it, it might just be that, okay, so the truckers go back, maybe even they just go back to work and just pretend nothing happened. And then uh, Trudeau uh, gets thrown out eventually, or, or maybe they've, you know, discover that he was, um, I don't know, doing something uh, sexual with somebody and uh, gets kicked out that way because that's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah. I, again, I, I hope they just don't go back to work. Right. Their lack sure. of their lack of work shut down, you know, the shut down mo more of the uh, supplies and the Canadian economy. And there's no reason that just because the trucks are out of Ottawa that they need to start, you know, hauling again, right? Just well, park it. That, 
it doesn't really help hurt the the government people though. It just hurts the the normal person in Canada. So, well, what did this? Who was hurt? Who was hurt by this protest? It wasn't the government people either. I don't. I don't think their goal was to hurt. I think. I think their goal was like BLM was to get get publicity and and be heard. So okay. I thought their you know, goal even, was to even, end the mandates and to protest until the mandates were lifted. I mean, you protest as long as you can until you get shut down. But yeah, um, I mean, if that was the goal was to do to to stay there until the mandates are lifted, then that means you have to have guns because you have to be able to resist the government or resist the military. Yeah. Um, and that that wasn't their goal. Like I said, their their goal I think was to. Uh, get a lot of publicity on this uh, to uh, uh, to get their voice heard because their voice wasn't getting heard, basically. Okay. What else did it expand to? I heard that it started with the mandates, but that there were other issues that jumped on and then the, Trudeau the one, became the issue. The one big issue was that they were going to not only mandate everybody to get a vaccine, but uh, put an app on their phone and uh, track... Uh, future vaccines through this app and so basically it's a you know the beginning of a social credit system and of course uh you know mandatory uh you know sharing your health information with everybody um and that's a little bit ridiculous so that that was the the other big thing that was pointed out to me um i don't know what else but i'm sure if you ask 100 truckers you'll get 100 different responses but that was the the two big things, just the mandate and then the the, the uh, phone tracking requirement uh, to where you have to have, have your papers on you all the time. But now it's not even papers. It's just it's all digital on your phone, of course. But that's that's even worse, in my opinion. Hmm. Were there other issues that then jumped in? I mean, like taxes or or regulations or other you know, uh, or was it, it pretty much focused around the COVID thing? It was focused around the COVID, yeah, the, okay. uh, the, the mandates. Yeah. And now... Well, is there is there any uh, hint that the general public mood about um, in, in Canada is turning against Trudeau, or is it... Oh, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of that. And that's why I said, like, long-term, uh, you know, Tr- Trudeau is going to have a much harder time. The future. Yeah, these guys say they're they they want to negotiate with Putin, but they they don't want to negotiate with their own population. You know. Yeah, he's uh, he's a total communist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and he loves uh, a Chinese dictatorship. Yeah. Because because if you don't like the way things are going, you just declare an emergency and you get what you want, which is yeah. what he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It. I, I, and ironically enough, right, within a matter of days of following that protocol, right, mission accomplished from his perspective. Right? Chinese dictator, declared emergency, you get what you want. Canadian prime minister, declared emergency, boom. Violence, violence against truckers, truckers back down, you know, uh, protests quelled, right? Riots ceased. All those racist truckers and their uh, um, American Civil War friends can go home. Why not? You can't let that behavior stand, right? If you let it stand, he goes like, oh, this, this is how it's done. And then they do it again. That becomes, that becomes the go-to. Right? Like on a, on a personal level, you know, sometimes I'm asked, Rich, why do you get angry so quickly? And I say, because it gets people moving quickly. Right? I, I skip to what works quickly. Like, we, we can have a talk, we can have a conversation, but if I do so, then you're not hearing me. Right? Because I can tell you're not hearing me because you're not listening to me. But if I yell, right, all of a sudden I have your attention. Right? You're focused on me. And then you listen. And so I've learned over time, just skip to the yelling, right? I don't need to do anything. Everything else leading up to that is a waste of time. I just skip to getting mad. And then people move. Or they don't. And if they don't, fine. Then they're out of the way and we move on. 
I don't care. I'm fine moving on. But it's it's learned behavior, right? Why do babies throw tantrums? Because when they cry, they get a bottle. <laughs> but it's at some point, you have to squash that, right? At some point, that mechanism for getting what you want is no longer acceptable. And if you persist with that, right, then there has to be consequences. So if he persists with state of emergency, lockdown, crackdown, right, the only way to cease that behavior is for him to experience consequences that are enough for him to go like, yeah, no, that, that did not work that time. I need to reevaluate. And I don't know if, you know, losing an election, right, for a guy like that is, you know, enough. I think that what's cool about this is that there are imitation protests in New Zealand and Australia and Netherlands and France. Uh, you know, that's, I, I wonder if they will amount to much no. or even more. Will no. They, will they outshine it? No, because the solution from the government to squash that before it gets that far has already been made clear. Declare a state of emergency, well, send in the troops. Trudeau's not going to be in office forever, though, and I think that's worth mentioning. Sure, but the, but the format is there, right? If the protest pop up, like KS just asked, the protest pops up in New Zealand, the mimic protest pops up in New Zealand. Well, before it gets to the point that it did in Canada, right, what should the New Zealand government do? Declare a state of emergency, send in the troops, right? initiate that violence and then it never gets even close to the same level same in yeah, france it's, it's, same in australia still, it still gets publicity though okay but what changes um does it get well, the populace to rise up well it just makes it obvious that that you know people are not alone when they're trying to figure out uh why is nobody doing anything uh against these uh these mandates. And so it's just showing that, yeah, there is support for uh, uh, the, the opposite of whatever political establishment is right now. Okay. I'd say that, uh, well, if maybe it's too much of a stretch, but maybe the Vietnam era uh, protests against the government, they were initially met by Johnson with a massive crackdown and the troops and even some shooting at Kent State. Um, but ultimately, you'd have to say that the public opinion shifted against Johnson and, um, and even against Nixon. And, and, and finally, you know, the, the anti-war movement uh, prevailed. It took years uh, for it to, to prevail. Um, it didn't you know, I, don't, I mean, it, it had some lasting consequences until the next generation sort of got into their next war. I don't know but, if you saw some of the trucker videos then, but it seems like they were pissing off the populace with the incessant honking. Right? I'm they, sure some of the locals are pissed off. The, yeah. yeah the loca- sure, they turned sure. the locals against them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, thank goodness for the government to get these fucking truckers out of here so I can get a good night's sleep. That's what I heard from media reports, and I, I sort of took it with a grain of salt because I expected the media to only interview those people. I, so I, I can't really say what the general... You know, because, yes, the guys right next to the trucks are getting annoyed by the noise, but uh, three blocks away, were they not hearing them? Or are they sympathetic with the truckers anyway for what they're accomplishing? The, the truckers had a system where they were honking 24-7. Oh, well. And there were, you know... I don't know how many truckers uh, that joined that convoy, but it was more than just like the city block, right? They were cordoning off bridges. The the only the the one thing they did right was they left a lane of traffic open for like emergency vehicles to get through, right? How mm-hmm. how very Canadian of them, uh, <laughs> but they you know they they took over the city, and when the when the truck horns like weren't enough. Uh, there were a, a smattering of reports that they were bringing in the ship horns to get even louder. <laughs> right? 
Well, like, like I said, they, if they're doing that to get heard, then, well, they've been heard all around the world now. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the response to that has been heard as well. And so now there's kind of no point to doing that anymore. Like it doesn't, you know, honking more isn't going to obviously solve the problem. Um, so on to the next phase, whatever that is, I guess we'll see next week. Yeah. And if you're, and if you're from the government, back to business as usual, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that was a fun two weeks or three weeks, mm-hmm. right? That was annoying, but nothing, nothing really changes. We'll see. Well, like I said, I think I think the the biggest damage was to Trudeau, and and we'll, we'll, I mean it's not going to obviously show right now unless uh, somebody takes it personally, you know, to his face. But ah <laughs> uh, ah, um, uh, come elect come come Canadian election season, he will be ousted from office. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. I, still I think, think that's in another four years, though. I think he just got reelected in 2021. Okay. So, so imagine the number of scandals and, and crises and whatever that's going to come up in the next four years. By the time he's up for reelection, the trucker protest of 2022 will be like a blip on that political sure. radar. Sure. Like, not, nary a question will be asked about it during the, poli- during the political or, campaign season. Or maybe people will truckers or whoever will keep poking him and he'll just keep doing even crazier things and more dramatic communist things and uh and maybe then it'll get reversed after that yeah we'll see that's 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 four years of protesting in some form or fashion and they barely well, lasted I'm, a month i i think it's gonna keep happening i think i think uh the people that were pissed off are are not gonna let him go at all so. good that. Well, it's the the great thing about the parliamentary system is that a government doesn't have to go four years. I mean, they they could have a vote of confidence if there was a shattering. Yeah, and that's well, public opinion that could bring him down anytime. I'm I'm confused why it didn't happen already. It should have happened the other day when he was calling uh, other parliamentary people as standing with a swastika. You know, a Jewish um, one at that. Yeah, that was that was hilarious. <laughs> you know, I was like. Wow, leftist communist doesn't even know the, uh, of his own BS, you know? Because it doesn't matter. You just levy the accusation and who cares? <laughs> what are they going to do about it? Yeah, he we'll, walked we'll out of one. Like they were, they yeah. were yelling at him. He just went, oh, okay, I'm going to leave now. And then he left. Yeah. yeah. So right. that, and that's what I'm saying. They, he, he should have been not just left, but kicked out on his butt. I'm with you. <laughs> Thrown out. But it didn't happen. So now what? Yeah. You know, four yeah. years, four more years, whatever. Yeah, I I don't see how that's gonna. Uh, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't know how Biden is still in there. He he should have stepped down on his own. <laughs> like I'm too old for this. <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's, man. He's just a puppet on a string. It's why worse. is he okay with that? <laughs> why is he okay with that? Because he doesn't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. He doesn't know what's going on. He just they they point to the teleprompter, and then he reads it. Then he mutters a little bit and walks off stage before he can take any real questions. And he doesn't just walk off stage; he's like handled off stage. Uh, some, something in the news happened that, that uh, I can't remember where I saw it. Maybe Fox or something. But Biden is convinced that Putin is going to invade uh, Ukraine. I don't know who who convinced him of that, but. Somehow he's convinced, but yeah. you know, coming from Biden, it's like, well, it, why would I be surprised that he's convinced about anything? I mean, because <laughs> he's in trying to antagonize and instigate. Did you? Okay, <laughs> this this might just be for the memes, um, right. but I don't know if you saw this tweet or saw the news of this tweet um, from like the Russian embassy the morning that the invasion was supposed to happen, like the Russian <laughs> embassy in Ukraine. Did you see this thing? <laughs> okay, I didn't see it. No. Okay. You got to look this thing up then. They, they, they basically posted a tweet like, you know, hey, there's like nothing going on out here. And it was the uh, John Travolta from Pulp Fiction, like GIF, GIF, whatever. Where okay. He's like looking around confused, like what the hell's going on? <laughs> right. Okay. So they're like, okay, this is the morning that, you know, Russia was supposed to invade Ukraine. And like, uh, uh, we got nothing. Like who's. Yep. who's- 
There Where is this propaganda in, uh, coming from? Was that chaos? There was, there was an article in, uh, uh, I guess, in the Mises uh, website talking about how this this whole Ukraine scare is... Uh, they, they are saying it's um, uh, the military-industrial complex in the U.S. needing a war to spend on. Since they got out of the last one, they, you know, they... Uh, they they need another justification for a massive increase in in military spending. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, I and believe that, that too. Uh, here you've got um, and the United also, States has the nerve to say that with its 800 bases all around every country in the world, has the nerve to say that uh, you know that this is a an imminent attack when Russia is still in his own country. <laughs> and yeah. So in any case, also, also, I heard that. Uh, the, the buildup of troops along that border is kind of standard practice anyway. It's part of normal training that happens every four or, or eight years or something. And, uh, and then they left. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the American media post uh, where it was, where the, the news article with the headline already said, like Russia invades Ukraine, right? Oh, yeah. Antagonistic, instigatory. Trying, trying to, you know, trying to create the news rather than report it. Yeah, the media is absolutely horrible, and that's one of the reasons why we're here to talk about the craziness because <laughs> there's so much lies. You know. Even oh, the, the, there was a, a post today I shared uh, from uh, what was it, China Uncensored or or, or the U.S. Uncensored? Um, but anyway, oh, I, lo- I completely lost track. Oh yeah. You were posting so, on social media. I put, the, the left and the right are are lying about uh, Clinton's involvement with the with the uh, Trump dossier and the 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 uh, spying on Trump's campaign. And so, you know, something obviously happened. That, you know, Hillary was trying trying to get information on Trump and uh, supposedly say. spying. Like, duh. Okay, whatever. And then, and then the right finds out about it, and they make up this whole crazy story about you know hacking and, and stuff and wiretapping, and <laughs> which isn't the real story at all. So again, from the left or the right, you can't you can't read that story and and, and from mainstream media and get anything useful out of it. Yeah, and and more calls for Hillary, right? Like she's going to jail. She's not going anywhere. Nothing's going to happen. <laughs> She she yeah. may not get the you know the the nod in whatever upcoming election, right? If if Biden doesn't run, you know maybe they maybe they go a different direction. Or after Biden's tenure's up, maybe she you know maybe she doesn't run again. But she's not you know she will never see a prison sentence. She will never see you know prison cell. She won't even see a courtroom. So who cares? Just you know, what good does it do? In other news, um, one of the top execs at, at Facebook got busted for trying to meet up with a kid at a hotel. <laughs> really? Yeah. One of the top guys at Facebook. Yeah, like the like the global top, not just uh, U.S. But um, so. Uh, it was it a girl I, or a guy? A <laughs> uh, boy. Oh, well. It was a guy going after a little boy. So. Oh um. It's 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 the funny part to me was you know of course this guy works for Facebook and he's a he's a total uh, uh, deranged no Trump derangement syndrome uh, type of person you know Trump is the worst person ever and then you know he gets caught doing this so it's 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 funny how that works out right you know all the the people on CNN with their scandals and uh, yeah. Kumo and and you know all these all these people are just kind of like morally corrupt people yeah. Uh, that think Trump is the worst person in the world and they're getting caught for doing things that they assume Trump does. CNN had some sort of post with the Joe Rogan thing. Like, you know, Joe Rogan saying the N word was as bad as the January 6th insurrection. Right. Like that's, that's the equivalent, which which both of them are not bad. (laughs) So, (laughs) but CNN has executives in similar positions where they were, you know, caught going after minors. Sure, yeah. Right? Exactly. Like, yeah. what's worse? Joe Rogan, you know, saying the N-word 
or your executives, you know, going after minors. All yeah, depends on who reads the news. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, good. it's 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 funny. <laughs> I it's it's typical is what I'm saying. It's typical. Like you you know, you get used to this after after enough years of paying attention to what's going on. Well, you oh, can get used to it, but I would still suggest you continue calling it out when we sure. see it. I still never understood the Whoopi Goldberg um, uh, embarrassment. What, what, you know, how in the world did, did her statement um, incur the wrath of the left wing on that one? I, I just never quite understood it. Oh, did you, he- did you basically hear what she said? Well, I heard that... I thought that what, I, what I'd heard was that she said that the... Um, uh, the Holocaust was man's inhumanity to man rather than a particularly racist attack of Christians or, or, or against uh, the Nazis against Jews. Okay, I mean, good. That, well, but I thought, I thought they're both the same. Uh, man's inhumanity to, uh, against, to man and uh, Nazis attacking Jews. I thought that sounded pretty much the same, didn't it? Uh, but I guess it's... It, it made her a denier of racism, I guess. Of, the, of, uh, the, implica- the implication was that the Holocaust had nothing to do with race because it was white violence against white violence. Like, it was white on white. It was white Germans versus white Jews. And there's okay. no racial component there. Because and, and in Whoopi Goldberg's an world... Opinion. This, is a, this is a shameful act that gets you uh, kicked off of the TV show. Well... I guess depends on your perspective. Is, is yeah. are Jews a race of people, or are they just like another shade of white? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I mean, um, it depends <laughs> on how whether whether you're a racist and you always view people as different races, or if you just people as human beings. Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. So I mean, by by emphasizing that that point that it is a race against a race, then they're saying, well, they are racist. They are, um, you know, that the whole world is, is seen as races rather than just humans against other humans. I mean, I, uh, I would say that in a sense, those who were condemning, condemning Whoopi Goldberg were condemning themselves for looking at everything through a racial lens rather than yeah, that's that's a really good point, and and I think a lot of it is just uh, assumptions and language getting in the way of people's clear thinking, and if they would listen to Whoopi Goldberg and 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 try to think of it through through her lens, then it might make more sense, and instead people just want to jump to conclusions and condemn her. So, you know, maybe she didn't say it the perfect way. Uh, she's probably not as elegant as as KS here. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. I understand what KS is saying either, because it sounds like, to me. So please, elaborate. It sounds like you you view like no racial component to any sort of injustice, just humanity versus humanity. Yeah, I mean the the the, the constant harangue is that. People are looking at others by their, you know, judging them by the color of their skin and by their race and things like that. But then if you... Um, Do you deny that you, that's actually happening? Well, I, I... No, I don't. Because I know that people make judgments about uh, color of their skin. But here we're talking about religion uh, rather than color of the skin. I'm... I'm I'm quite sure that Jews don't consider themselves colored. Uh, whenever they uh, uh, congregate or categorize themselves, they don't categorize them with the colored. They they consider themselves white. Okay. Um, but um, you know the constant harangue is, "Ah, oh, you're a racist because you see things through a, a racial prism, where you distinguish people by race." And I guess then, you know it seems like the objective that has been sought by the, the civil rights movement is to try and just eliminate this uh, distinction between race uh, and you know to be colorblind. I guess and, th- there's an anti-Semitic line of thinking 
mm-hmm. that says Jews basically pick whichever is more convenient for them. Right? Like, when it, when it behooves them to be against the other white people, then they're the Jewish minority. But they will take on the white, you know, their whiteness when it is convenient and privileged. So, to, to say that because Jews are fair-skinned and therefore are not a persecuted race of people during the Holocaust seems a little far-fetched to me because in my mind, it was absolutely about a race of people who happened to be Jews or Jewish or Hebrew but, or whatever. But that is, that is religious-based. I mean, one can convert to Judaism and then uh, you haven't changed their race. You've changed, you haven't changed their DNA. You haven't changed anything about the color of their skin. You've just changed their okay. religion. And yet he would be considered a Jew. Okay. He went to the synagogue. So I will, I will also say this because this is something that has confused me for quite some time, right? There are religious Jews and there are ethnic Jews, right? They oh, Possibly so, but if a, if a religious Jew converts to Christianity, as many of them did throughout history to avoid this, this distinction, they were then considered Christians, I mean, even Hitler is, is probably had Jewish um, ancestry. Okay. Uh, and yet, no one—I don't think any Jew will will say, "Oh, well, he's he's one of us." <clears throat> okay, but what I'm what I am suggesting is that if you can, if there is a racial component to it, right? Like, if 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 you accept that there is a Jewish race and a Jewish religion, and there are two circles on a Venn diagram, right? Like you can be ethnically Jewish and not religiously Jewish, and you can be religiously Jewish and not ethnically Jewish, then the ethnic cleansing portion of that qualifies as a, as a, a, a racial act. Uh, well, okay. I'm guessing that people who were sent to the concentration camps um, and I don't deny that that happened, but I have to say that probably, well, there were also millions of Poles and Catholics and Gypsies sure. and uh, and people who were handicapped who also went were sent off to the concentration camps. Yeah. It wasn't only Jews. And the comedian so Jimmy Carr just got busted for that, too, because he made a joke about that in a recent comedy special. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well... I mean, it sounds like there's you're, you're, no place is safe from the from the politically correct police who want to find some excuse to to go after you. I mean, you, no place is safe. Yeah, there, there's a meme uh, going around now with a uh, about Joe Rogan, and he, he says uh, basically, and this and this is many years ago. He said all they're doing is looking for targets. <laughs> um, yeah. And and that's true. There, there's a lot of uh, that's that's what makes them feel good is is when they destroy somebody. It gives it makes them feel like yeah. they've got some power. But in the Whoopi Goldberg case, I think it specifically came from a place that as a as a black female, right? The only racial disparage disparaging she can see is black versus white, right? That that might have been the case. And so when really you have know. when you have white versus Jew. Right when you have uh, you know a race of Aryan white people versus a race of Jewish people, she doesn't see that as a racial thing because they both share the same pigment of skin. And I I would like well, to say very, that it absolutely has a racial component, amongst other things. Well, the very assertion of hers that it's man's inhumanity to, against man is the same thing that could apply to every racial battle too. Sure. I mean, that, that was the whole point, that uh, people like Lincoln didn't believe that, that blacks were of the same um, status or yeah. rights, didn't have the same rights because they were subhuman. But now I don't think, uh, you know... I, I, so I, so I, police I, I, targeting Lincoln minorities 
like white cops targeting minorities is not a racial thing. It's just man's inhumanity against man because all lives matter. Yeah. Sounds good okay. to me. <laughs> yeah. All right. You know, when, yeah, I like when, uh, when everyone's saying Black Lives Matter, Lee, Lee posted the, the thing on, on her Facebook page, Liberty Matters, you know, didn't matter who, uh, whether it was Black Liberty or White Liberty or Chinese Liberty or, or um, whatever. It was, you know, and that's the libertarian message too. That's why I yeah. always think of the libertarian theme as, as being non-racial because they see it as a matter of individual rights rather than class rights or racial rights. Understood. But I also believe that driving while black is a thing. And there is a group of people specifically targeted because of the melanin content in their skin. And if we want to have liberty for all, those people need to be supported when they've done nothing wrong. Yeah, but that's a human thing against another human thing. I got it. Yeah, yeah. But it's a a human thing against a human thing with a very specific racial component, right? It's human against human because one human is black and not because they're another human. Or because one person is dumb. Okay. (laughs) If that that person is a cop. Um, (laughs) Or just evil, whatever. So... Uh, or racist. That, that person's racist. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, I, I always say the solution is to get rid of all the bad laws and then there's, there'll be less ways for them to abuse their power. But uh, how are we doing on time? We can wrap up here. Any uh, further thoughts, Chaos? Good session. No, enjoy, enjoyed every minute of it. I, my apologies for being late. Um, I lost track of the event today. I lost track of this. It's Friday. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for us. Then you guys know where to find us, anarchistexperience.com, on Telegram, t.me slash anarchistexperience, or t.me slash theanarchistexperience. And if you would like to contribute to this show financially, you can do so through Patreon, patreon.com slash theanarchistexperience. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Peace. Aloha. (laughs) 